We're on the boulevard. Yes, and we're back on the boulevard after uh, taking a week off for the double whammy that was the block episode last week. We are here on the road for you again. Happy December. Happy Hanukkah. Happy, happy. Oh, my God. You know, something really funny. I was actually on Hollywood Boulevard today. What do you mean? On Google Earth, actually. Um, Because I I had (laughs) to. Not in LA. Okay. No, I'm not in LA. Um, no, I had to go to I had to go to Hollywood Boulevard because I had to look up an address for uh, one of the books that I'm working on, and I had to like check and see where uh, the seedier part of Hollywood Boulevard Hollywood Boulevard is because so much of it has changed over the years, and interestingly, it looks like the the dividing point is the 101 freeway, which is a nice uh, marker based on what I was seeing on my Google Earth. Um, poking around. Well, I uh, I tend to believe the part of Hollywood Boulevard that we drive on is the seediest part of all. Probably. Because, you know, it used to be, like, pretty kind of gross in front of, like, all at, like, Grauman's Chinese Theater and stuff like that. But they opened up all of these movie theaters where they do the premieres now. And I guess it's become kind of fancy because of that or less seedy. Um, although I guess it's, it's weird cause it's like seedy, but touristy, but I guess it's, it's seedy because it's touristy because, you know, the tourists bring out the seed. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to put it. The tourists bring out the seed. The tourists bring out the seed. So anyway, um, yeah. So, but, uh, but I digress. So you've got, um, you have, you are in full holiday swing, my friend. That's right, my friends. Um, I'm not just limiting my holiday movie consumption to Hallmark and Lifetime, mostly Hallmark. Uh, I'm taking it to the streams. Um, There have been quite a few, actually, holiday films dropped on all the streaming platforms. Platfora? Platforai? Platforms. Um, And we sampled a few across uh, several of them. Um, but but starting with Netflix, which continues to host most of them. Karen, I'm going to venture a guess that you haven't seen any of the ones I'm going to mention. No, I have not started my holiday viewing, my holiday uh, Christmas, uh, my holiday movie viewing yet. I'm not sure that I will get to it um, because I always find them so disappointing, with the exception of Home Alone, which I usually watch closer to Christmas with my daughter. Um, that's usually, I think that's like our Christmas Eve, uh, tradition now. Aww. Like it's what we do on Christmas Eve, um, or close to Christmas Eve. No, that's a lie. Now I go to a Christmas party at my cousin's cause they're big boozers and they're fun. Um, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, but we do, we usually do the home alone closer to Christmas. Um, is, but yeah, I've tried, um, a few of the hot and I can't get past the first couple of minutes of them so I usually can't do it so you're you're taking it for me but there is one that caught my fancy I think it was on Netflix that I think I might watch which one are you going to talk about uh on Netflix I saw two one is Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square I kind of want to see that because I like Dolly and then the other one was it's called Jingle Jangle (laughs) okay then it was the one that was on Hulu is it the happiest season Yes, that's the one. Well, I mean, we can start there. Okay. I didn't like it, Karen. Oh, no! 
Why? Well, it's a comedy that's not funny. It's uh, a tropey thing that doesn't really subvert any of the tropes as much as it thinks it does. And the performances aren't so good. So, okay, let's unpack. Um, I don't know how much you know about it, but it is about a 20-something lesbian couple uh, played by Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. Mackenzie Davis is actually a very good and I think quite versatile actress, also very reminiscent of a younger Robin Wright Penn, Robin Wright, um, who herself, Robin Wright, looks like the younger Robin Wright. But um, Mackenzie Davis brings Kristen Stewart home to her family, um, a Midwestern family with three daughters, and the father is a politician who looks like he's already had a very impressive career, even though he is just now running for mayor of their town which seems a little odd um and it's not until Mackenzie Davis and Kristen Stewart are almost at her home that Mackenzie Davis lets it slip that no one knows she is a lesbian that she was just bringing Kristen Stewart to her home and passing her off as her friend who didn't have her whose parents are dead and so didn't have family to go to for the holidays um so lies ensue um, her parents are played by Mary Steenvirgin and Victor Garber. Her, uh, um, her, she has two sisters, and one is played by Allison Brie from Community and Glow. And she's, I think, also a cliched character because she's just like pent up. She's um, got a husband that they are in a relationship that seems like it might just be for show. Um, during her stay in town, Kristen Stewart has to sleep separately in the basement in a room that the Allison Breeze kids keep just running into on their own. Um, she meets one of the Mackenzie Davis characters, old secret girlfriends and oblivious past boyfriends. So all of them uh, provide a little bit of exposition about what it was like formed the Mackenzie Davis character growing up um, and a little bit about the family. Uh, and there's one other character who is Kristen Stewart's best friend, and that's Dan Levy of the 75 billion times winning Schitt's Creek fame. Um, so, okay. Yes, this is a movie about a lesbian couple, which is progress in some ways, but the plot is no, there's no there there, quite frankly. There, it's certainly, when I say it's not a comedy, I don't just mean it isn't funny. There aren't many jokes, there aren't many funny moments, but it is also just a very dry script. They go from one place to another, to another, end up back home. Then they go to one place and then to another and end up back home. There's no real forward movement. It's pretty circular. There's nothing really to develop until you get pretty close to the end and then someone has to finally find out something about either our lesbian couple or someone else, several of whom are keeping some pretty obvious secrets. Um, and the other thing is Kristen Stewart is completely unenjoyable to watch in this. Yeah, she is just, I, I don't know how. No, she is the character that you really do side with. So not performance wise, but character wise, there is inherent audience allegiance because right. she's the one who has kind of been hoodwinked into this trip 
Um, and so any character who is nice to her, you will automatically be on their side as well. But the character, but the performance-wise, she does nothing uh, to, to earn that. Right. Um, um, yeah, I, I get, have a hard time with her as an actor. I just, I don't see the appeal. You know, I get, and I agree with, and I have said this for two decades, that representation matters. Um, but you don't get points just for for putting different kinds of faces on what is now a kind of standard holiday template. Um, the template itself has to have some interest. The right. story itself has to have something. The characters themselves have to do something. And all of that is kind of kind of lacking. And I won't give away what happens towards the end, um, but I will say almost all of it feels false and unearned. So... Oh, well, so I was so going to watch that, that and now I'm not. <laughs> I'm not I, 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 do. I never say don't watch it. Um, and maybe you'll feel differently, but I was like, you know, I get that people want to give Clea Duvall, who... who I love her. ...directed um, a lot of props, but if you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk, and this movie doesn't walk any walk as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know, I was, I, I, it looked like fun in the ads. I loved the premise um, that I was even willing to put up with Kristen Stewart, Stewart. And I kept saying, well, maybe it was Twilight that was just bad and it wasn't her and give her another chance. But now you're saying like, she, like, there's no, I don't, I don't see emotion with her. No, you get none. You, and, and I know that she She's has flat. given I know that she's given some artsy independent performances in the last few years that some people have really taken to. And right. uh, I don't necessarily see all that the, those people have seen in it, but left to her own devices, if she doesn't have a seasoned director or writer to, to really pick her up at bat, she's not getting anywhere. She's not getting anywhere. Uh, all right. And it's, it's a great cast. Kenzie Davis too, who's so good in I think a very thankless character. It's it's really a wonderful cast, you know. It I is. mean, oh, it, yes, yes. Yeah, and so I was kind of like, oh, well, this is something. Sure, why not? But now I'm kind of oh, there's just so much else to do, you know. I know, I know. This is, All right. It's what I increasingly find. What else do we have? Well, let me talk about the Dolly Parton one. Yeah. Now, what was this one called? Christmas on the Square. Okay. One now, was of, this around last year? No. She had a different one last year. Okay. All right. She's all over the place. And I love Dolly, but I think it's overexposure. It's late in life overexposure. Because she has books and concerts, like recorded concerts, and different holiday movies, like each of the last three, maybe four years. Mm. I love her. I think she's one of the greats. I think she's certainly one of the living greats. Um, but slow it down. Space it out. <laughs> now, uh, this movie stars Christine Baranski, um, who is essentially our Grinch-like um, uh, bah humbuggy type character um, who returns to her the small town that she grew up in um 
and that her father was a major player in. The father has recently died, and she is giving all of the townspeople who are small business, small shop operators eviction mm-hmm. notices because she's going to completely because none of them can really pay their rent and she's going to evict them and and pretty much turn the whole town inside out um and we learn that she has a brain tumor that is causing her to see a guardian angel played by dolly parton who is going to try and and make her it's not really a pun but but see the light um and and mend her ways um which includes um sort of like uh re-initiating contact with her high school boyfriend played by treat williams um and and sort of mending things for the town mayor um and one of the other townspeople uh whose daughter um also has kind of an odd scene, an odd conversation with Christine Baranski, where the girl who's maybe eight or nine years old um, <laughs> is standing behind a bar and pouring whiskey for the Christine Baranski character. Now, okay, this all makes it sound like the movie itself is a standard talky kind of uh, drama or holiday movie. It's actually a musical choreographed and directed by Debbie Allen. So there's constant music, there's constant uh, motion, um, and like of the gymnastic acrobatic kind um, to, to really fill the, um, the action, for, for lack of a better word. And it's not Dolly's best music. And uh-huh. Dolly really can't, and I've seen her live, so I, I know that she can perform, but she can't really sing and the new songs that she's writing are written for her limits so they kind of sound even worse i think Mm. um i found it kind of lacking charm and and you know in ways that the hallmark movies i don't really laugh at the tropes when we get to them but in a movie like christmas on the square they come off a bit more ridiculous. Hmm. So, um, you know, it's not quite camp because it's too earnest. Okay. And it's not quite good because it's too bad. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of how I have to sum that one up. Uh, 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 all right. That's a bummer. I mean, I, was, I wasn't going to watch it, but then I was kind of thinking I was going to watch it because I do love Do- Dolly, but I think I'll just continue to play Jolene on repeat and call yeah, it a day. Stick with classic Dolly. And, yeah. And I think you'll be better off. Um, and then we have uh, Jingle Jangle, um, in which Forrest Whitaker plays uh, an inventor and a toy maker who falls on hard times uh, when a toy of his malfunctions um, and his rival toy maker, or yes, like toy making rival, I should say, um, played by Keegan-Michael Key, ends up excelling. Um, and decades fly by um, and and Keegan-Michael Key and, and his kind of nefarious cohort, which is a toy voiced by Ricky Martin, um, kind of come to the end of their line of success. And so the rivalry between the Forrest Whitaker 
character and the um the Keegan Michael Key character is renewed and it comes to some of the the younger townspeople, including Forrest Whitaker's granddaughter, to to kind of save the day. Um you know, on paper this sounds like fun, but at two hours and two minutes, it ends up being uh both too little and too much. It's an oddly structured plot mm. because what we essentially get is more than an hour, almost an hour and a half of setup before we even get to rising action. Uh, we get um, one character's backstory, another character's backstory, a new character's introduction, another character's introduction, uh, the meeting of a couple characters. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves in what is pretty much the movie's climactic scene. And I was like, well, wait a minute. This thing got going without anyone, without any of the wagons latched onto the train. And here we are almost at the end. It's just poorly structured. Hmm. And the music is okay. It's not really for me. It's kind of loud. Uh, greatest showman-y stuff is what Alyssa said. You know, it's nice that all of the platforms are trying to, to license and create their own holiday things, but none of them feel very lasting. I don't see them becoming traditional viewing. They just seem like this year's model and forgettable at that. I- I feel like what we're learning is that creating a classic holiday movie is hard. And I think it happens by accident. Like, I just think that that's what we're learning, yeah. You can't do it. But if your goal is to create something personal, from the heart, genuine, rich, it will be lasting. But these things just feel so off the, the conveyor belt. So then what what makes the Hallmark movies, which, I mean, have you seen the meme going around that's like, you know, what is it, four actors, two writers, and 165 Hallmark movies or something? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it seems like Hallmark has a formula that works really well because that makes them, that makes the movies really satisfying. Yeah, and some are better than others. But I think the thing is, they know what they are and are not trying too hard to do anything other. But be that. that. Right, yep. right, right, right. And there are definitely, I mean, some of the ones that have the bigger stars, like a Candace Cameron or Alicia Witt, um, really kind of sore. And But it's they're filled with charm. They're filmed with charisma, chemistry usually between the two leads. Um, and they, they're almost all unabashedly about family and a return to the simpler things. Um, none of them are trying to be Citizen Kane. But, but, the, but in just sticking to the formula, um, they tell a, a clean story. Now, again, few of these are movies that will be traditional viewing year in, year out. The idea is that they are something that is self-sustaining, that you can look forward to the newest ones every year. Right. Um, but but they succeed, I think, because they don't try too hard. And there's something reassuring, comfort foodie about them. Right. But I mean, with just that, like, 190-minute framework, they are well-paced. They are evenly structured. Um, and there is something to be said for that. Right. Right. Because I will say, like, the Jingle Jangle cast, again, is a delightful cast. It is a delightful cast. Felicia Rashad also shows up as the kind of narrator to bookend uh, the story. 
Um, Anika Nani Rose is yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, she's Forrest Whitaker's daughter. Yes, Ricky yeah. Martin. Yeah, you know, where's he been? You know, I mean, there's this is a great cast, but it just doesn't do it, huh? No, no, it's it's a lot of in your face. And again, and I will probably say this in a few weeks after watching more, tying back to the happiest season thing. Totally applaud representation mattering. If you want to say that most, though Hallmark does vary up, I think a little bit more diversity. Certainly, Lifetime does more now than they had before. It's great that we have so many people of color in this movie. But if it's in service of a bad movie, that has to matter too. You know, and I know that outlets like the New York Times give all of these movies passes. Um, but, you know, the quality has to matter at some point or else we're really in a lot of trouble. I'm going to I'm going to try and watch Jingle Jangle cuz this actually like the story itself sounds charming to me. So I'm going to try and watch that one because maybe I'll feel differently. I hope so. I hope you find more charm in it. I hope so too because I feel like I could use a little charm right now. All right. I'll keep thinking of things that will bring you charm. Thank actually, you. I can think of one on Disney Plus, which is Godmother Starring Jillian Bell and Isla Fisher. Okay. Tell me about this one. I think I have Disney Plus. I might not. I don't remember. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) You might be able... uh, There might be some way... I don't know. Some Verizon thing. A trial thing. I don't know. Something. Um, Yeah. It's actually... It's a really cute story about... um, uh, she is a, it's a fairy uh, there's a fairy godmother school and Jillian Bell plays a fairy godmother um, who kind of like needs a bit more experience and ends up trying to grant the wishes of a young girl in the Boston area so she transports herself there only to find out that she's caught up to her girl a little too late because she's 40 year old Isla Fisher who is widowed and has a <laughs> daughter of her own uh, two what? daughters um and they're um you know you know they're not doing great financially and the father has died in i think a car accident and each of the kids have their own hang-ups um and through her bumbling this godmother will help isla fisher's character both uh well professionally and romantically and also help the family heal as a whole that's essentially the same rubric as a lot of the hallmark movies they just right. don't deal with supernatural stuff like fairy godmothers um but but it's actually done very sweetly i thought it was a really warm movie i have to say jillian bell who started in uh, out to the first time i noticed didn't workaholics and has been in movies like rough night and sometimes like really body gross characters she was also in britney runs a marathon she's really a star she's really great in this um i think the whole cast is great jane Curtin has a small role um June Squibb has a small part. It's actually a lot of fun. This one has the charm that I did not find in Jingle Jangle or Christmas on the Square or for that matter, The Happiest Season. So if you can find it, I'd say give that one a whirl, quite frankly. Okay. Um, and then one more review. Uh, I mentioned that Jingle Jangle was, or that the Hallmark movies were not aiming to be Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a movie now sort of about the making of Citizen Kane oh, called yeah. Mank. 
Yeah. Yeah, I want to watch that one. And I want you to watch it. And I want to talk about it more then, just because I'm not sure what story it is actually telling. Uh, so Gary Oldman plays Herman Mankiewicz, um, famed screenwriter. Um, he co-wrote Citizen Kane with Orson Welles. And so this is about sort of how Herman Mank got attached to do Citizen Kane. You won't learn much about Citizen Kane. If you haven't ever seen the movie, you won't really have a problem following it because it doesn't reference that much about the plot of Citizen Kane, which most people view as the greatest American movie ever made. I won't disagree. Um, and then it, there are a lot of flashbacks to Hollywood and sort of like left-leaning Hollywood through the 1930s. The, the, I think the heart of the film is set in 1940. Citizen Kane came out in 41. We go all the way back to 1933 and flash back and forth to that like six, seven year period in between. Um, and some of the other uh, noticeable, noteworthy names of the time, including William Randolph Hearst, played by Charles Dance, um, Louis B. Mayer, played by Arliss Howard, the actress Marion Davies, who was um, William Randolph Hearst's mistress. She's played by Amanda Seyfried. All of the actors are doing fine work. None of them is really given much to do. Gary Oldman, I think, is actually kind of almost buffoonish, um, mm. not the least because he's in his 60s and he's playing Herman Mankiewicz in his 30s and 40s uh, because he's playing an American Jew as opposed to you know a Brit who's not <laughs> um, as a, you know because he's playing an alcoholic and they don't really try and humanize or psychologize the alcohol part of it they almost make it look like Herman Mankiewicz demons come from some of like the political Hollywood chicanery that he sort of like not even experienced, but witnessed. Um, so, I don't know. This is what I think. The It's directed by David Fincher. Right. Which means, production value-wise, it is pristine. The sound is great. The editing is great. The cinematography is great. The costumes are gorgeous. The set design is pristine. All of it is terrific. Um, but it's a script that his father wrote almost 20 years ago. His father, uh, who has since passed away, based on his own curiosity in, I think, the backstory of Citizen Kane. I think David Fincher made this partly out of just loyalty to his father. Okay. And I think he didn't change any of the script. Which starts, which has like a minor conceit in that the movie itself looks like a script. You know, they have, like, super titling that say, like, interior, flashback, close-up, that sort of language that you would see in a script that you wouldn't see in a film. That's what you see watching this film. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I feel like maybe his father thought he had something and no one told him differently, and David Fincher didn't change much of it, knowing he could still make a visually arresting film. Right. Um, I, I I don't know. I found it I found it disappointing, um, but it's also still worth seeing. Um, I think it will probably engender more talk about the movie Citizen Kane itself, um, which is always a good thing. Right. Uh, I also think the actor playing Orson Welles, which is who was relegated to a minor role, um, is completely miscast. 
at least visually, um, looks nothing like Orson Welles. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much of it is even factually accurate based on what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Mankiewicz family is actually quite a big dynasty, both in DC and in Hollywood. Uh, Herman's brother was involved with the movies All About Eve. Um, uh, the A Letter to Three Wives. He won back-to-back Oscars for director and writer. Um, like the two of them were among the more prodigious talents through the 40s and the 50s, and you don't really get much of that. Joseph Mankiewicz is also a minor character in this. So, so again, I just don't know what story is actually being told. It's not much about the making of Citizen Kane. It's not much about the Mankiewicz family. Um, so, so I'm torn. I know there are a lot of David Fincher uh, purists who are like, how dare you say anything bad about this movie? I've seen a lot of that on Twitter. Again, people are terrible. That's why. Um, so I don't know. I encourage you and others to watch it. I, let me know what you think. But I think there was room for a really great, masterful movie here um, mm. about creation, about old Hollywood, about a, a masterpiece. And I don't think we get those, mm. any of those avenues explored. Because I love Fincher. I love his work. Um, yeah. I actually did not realize how many music videos. It looks like that's how you got oh, to start. Yeah. I actually yes. did not realize that. Yes, yeah, that's how I first knew, well, uh, the world first knew of him. Um, including Express Yourself, which remains one of the most expensive videos ever made. Right. Um, and summons up uh, Metropolis, the Fritz Lang. Yeah. I mean, I think he... Yeah, he's I think a, he's, he's very undoubtedly talented. excellent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's very talented. Um and yeah, so I probably still will watch it. Um even though I have to say the story itself, I didn't really know what it was about, just that it had something to do with Citizen Kane, but the cast um and the the look and the feel of it and all of that like really grabbed me, you know, but now I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to see that. No, but, you know, I, I, you know, like. Curious what you and any of our listeners who like the Netflix things, I, uh, I want to know what you think. I, I really want to open a dialogue about this one. All right. All right. I got a lot of shit to watch, huh? I mean, I guess it's, you know, you're in charge of you. I know. I am in charge of me. I am in charge of me. Well, before we go, I just really quickly wanted to jump in and say my holiday viewing this year has been all about The Witcher. (laughs) So, uh, do tell. (laughs) Um, I finally, like, so this is on Netflix, I believe, um, and it's a Netflix original series, which came out last year. And then new episodes just started airing, I guess, around Thanksgiving, um, the second season. Um, And so I finally actually sat down over a Thanksgiving holiday to start watching it. And, oh, my God, if there was ever a bingeable series, it is this one. It is one of those series where you just can't stop watching. Now, of course, you have to be into the whole sort of like fantasy realm, you know, movies. I mean, I remember when this came out, 
people were saying if you miss if you love Game of Thrones and you miss Game of Thrones, be sure to watch The Witcher. Does and it, that's does it show that void? Actually, why I dismissed it because mm. you know I, with the exception of that last season on Game of Thrones, I was a big fan. I love the books. I love the I love the show um, until they blew it last season. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, and so I kind of felt like. I don't know, that really kind of turned me off because that's what people were saying. And I mean, shame on me. It really was fantastic. Um, really beautifully done. And this is Henry Cavill, right? This is Henry Cavill, who I didn't really know much about. I'm, I never watched. I'm not like a big Superman person, so I haven't seen him in the movies. But I completely understand why people crush on him, although I think his sure. biceps are a little too big um but that's just me but essentially it's um about a man who is i guess cursed or like he's one of the few that is a witcher and um sort of you know has to kind of you know work his way through uh, all sorts of nefarious people to find a young girl who has also is who is also looking for him because he needs to protect her um because she harbors some sort of magical powers as well and the, uh, okay so here's the thing I kind of am not really clear with what the fuck is going on in this series but I thoroughly enjoyed it <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's all that matters. I know. Like, I really spent you know, most if of the you, time if sitting there. If it's that easy there, to binge, then you just keep going through it. There's I, actually something to be said for that. I spent so much time sitting through this going, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> but still absolutely, um, absolutely enjoyed watching it. Awesome. I think yeah. that is somewhere on our long list. Um, so at some point, I hope we get to, to yeah. check it out. I mean the whole especially like, if it's an easy viewing. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the, like there's so much the, the, a storyline aside which does get a, like really kind of confusing and muddled. Um it's got really glorious fight scenes. Um the cinematography is great atmospherically. Um you know, the design elements are really spectacular and the acting is fantastic. Um oh. Yeah, it's just the the story itself um, gets a little bit muddled and a little bit confusing. But I forgive that because yeah. it was so enjoyable to watch. Hey, forgiveness is divine. Yeah. So, two thumbs up. Um, so, are there are there more new episodes to come, or have you seen like their first two? seasons or drops I've or whatever. Seen the first two drops. I don't know if there's going to be a season three. I would assume that there is. Like, I mean, the way that season two wrapped um was felt good. So if there wasn't a season three, like I would be disappointed, but it's not where it ended uh it ended and you were like, oh my God, the story isn't finished. Like the story isn't finished but if it had to finish there, it was a satisfying finish. Yeah, I bet there's more to come. But I, I, I'm sure that there will be. I, I really yeah. hope there is. And, and Henry Cavill is wonderful. I mean, he's really, really great. This is very good looking. That he's he is. I do think he's very good. Yeah, and you can overlook that, I suppose, because of the biceps and such. Uh, no, I think he's quite talented. 
Yeah, easy, easy, easy on the eyes, too. Um, but, yeah, that's The Witcher. Excellent. Glad you liked it. Glad yeah. it was so bingeable. Yes, very bingeable. All right, I'm going to go to bed. All right, we are making it out of the seediest part of the boulevard, just in the nick of time. So that I can go to bed. That's right. You guys, we love you. We wish you well. Happy Hanukkah. And um, give us five stars. Yeah. Ah. For our holiday gift, five stars. On yes. Us. Yes. That's right. Um, and if there's anything else out there that you want us to comment on, again, engage with us. If you've seen any of the stuff we've talked about, uh, let me know how I'm wrong. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Until next week, y'all. Be well. See you back on the boulevard. Bye. <laughs>